everyone. Welcome to All the Tea in China. As a former apprentice producer of Performance Hub in Belgrade, I interview live artists and invite them to send recordings of their personal encounter with Yovanovitch and Performance Hub. This is Bu Rong. Stay tuned. Alex, I saw the pictures of your work for the first time, in which you are under a giant green pile of broccoli in a gallery in Brooklyn. Could you tell me some details of this performance and how did you meet Marta on this performance? Buried by Broccoli was part of a series of performances that I developed mainly in New York City and New York Upstate, reutilizing waste and particularly food waste in perfect edible conditions that I had just found in the streets of New York City. For a while, garbage in Brooklyn was my art supply. I always felt the need to find ways for people to realize how much waste exists around us, how many resources we don't see which are actually just out there. For this performance, I happened to found four dumpsters full of broccoli. I was able to collect just enough quantity of them that would fit inside the car trunk. Then I took them to ArtLife Institute in Kingston, New York, where I performed this piece, which mainly involved the interaction of the audience by asking them to bury me under the pile of broccoli in which I remained under for 15 minutes and experienced how all these broccoli then became like one single organism with me. I experienced this feeling of how my breathing would make all of the pile expand or retract. Marta Jovanovic was invited to attend this show upstate and participated of my performance. Once we got introduced to each other, we immediately bonded and started talking about art and our interests. And then she mentioned the possibility to come to Belgrade and do something there. What was your first impression of Marta and her work? My first impression of Marta felt like she was a person coming from the future. At the time, she was wearing her black uniform as part of her durational performance, which for me, it completely made her look like very sophisticated and futuristic. I can tell that her approach to art making is very neat and that she definitively plays with the aesthetics of how her work is produced. I mean, for me, her work is also talking about the ways contemporary art is framed into galleries nowadays. And I also feel like her art is also involving politics and humor. What made you decide to stay in Belgrade for a month and lead a workshop on the use of trash and activating public space? When I travel to other countries, I usually like to get a deeper sense of the place I'm going to make art. Make new friendships and learn about the country's history and culture. 
Choosing to be for an entire month in Belgrade seemed like a good start for my first time in Eastern Europe. I am always curious about how waste happens in other countries apart from the US and for me as an artist that works with public space a lot, walking through the streets is the best way to explore a city. For this workshop I led in Belgrade, I wanted to share this walking process with the participants. How did you remember that period of your residency in Belgrade? My experience doing an artist residency in a business hotel for one month was a pretty surreal thing. Really amazing. Actually, it was very interesting experience to live in a very clean and impersonal environment for such a long time. In this nice hotel, I felt the great need to make the suite I was provided into my own studio and bring my input claiming the space. Somehow I managed to create a performative installation over the course of four weeks. I was there and I had an open night where the audience showed up and interacted with me in the space I had created. I want to mention that during my time in Belgrade, I was also invited to take part in Mixer Festival, where I produced an urban intervention relating to the situation between the city and the war refugees that were being displaced in lack of support from the local government. This intervention consisted mainly of building a house out of a straw, placed in the middle of the street where I was inviting people to come inside and sit with me to have a chat about what is their ideal home and why. Have you come back to Belgrade after 2016? I have not been back to Belgrade since my residency, unfortunately. But I would like to go back there again and like develop more projects and meet more people and I just felt it was a very creative city, like a very nice environment. It seems to me that your work usually engages with public space, architecture and the connection with nature and use trash and residue of seemingly useless materials found on the street or in the garbage bins in New York City. Could you talk more about your choices of art materials through some of your work or workshops? I wouldn't necessarily quote that I find smelly materials in the trash. Most of the waste that I find it's actually in perfect condition. And this is the point of my artwork, to show how absurd waste can be, especially in first world countries, where there is so much excess of resources and money that people feel entitled to just throw away perfectly good items, which just need a little repair from a small cosmetic damage, or that simply are not just as new or shiny as the people throwing it away would like them to be for them to keep it. I don't necessarily pick materials, I basically let them find me. I also see myself as an artist that interprets what the city has to say to society through its waste. I feel like I am the piece in between the city and the public. And through using my body and the objects that I find, I give the city a voice to speak up and create images. How is the ongoing project about kids and citizenships going? How did this project begin? The Keys for My Citizenship, it's a performance piece that comments on the complexity around earning a citizenship in another country apart from the place that you were born. This project originated in New York City in the summer of 2018 when I was at Gibney, 
a renowned center for dance and movement in New York City. I was taking part in a very unique program at this place, a very interesting program named Body Politics, directed by the performance artist and choreographer Jill Sigmund. This program mainly focused in bringing the participants into a practice of somatic movement and giving us access to first-hand information about the U.S. politics through meetings with lawyers and law advocates for hot topics like immigration and gender rights, amongst many other current issues. So after being in this program and exposed, being exposed to all of these topics and this information, I was very aware and I was very sensitive. And somehow about finding these keys in particular... I feel like they were just happened to come into my life at the right moment. They came into the picture when I was walking with my friends in Brooklyn and found a suitcase full of hundreds of keys just piled on top of lots of garbage bags on the sidewalk. The same night after taking the suitcase with me, I visited a friend who was in the process of applying for the U.S. citizenship. My friend was actually struggling through the application process which involved submitting forms with many multiple-choice questions, replying to very intimidating statements. Like, for example, I remember things like, if you would be a U.S. citizen, will you serve the benefit of the country by following civilian or military orders, bearing weapons in case of an armed conflict against civilian, civilian populations threatening the country? It was very shocking for me to learn about what kind of things a country like the U.S. will ask people in the process of just becoming their citizen. This is and more what inspired me to make connections between finding the keys the same night and coming across with my friend submitting her citizenship application. Like right away I felt these keys I have just found were given to me by the city so I would, could open the doors that would lead the way to my citizenship. I can say that like right away it seemed complicated to think of trying to open hundreds of doors with hundreds of keys, or maybe just one single door, having to try hundreds of keys to open it. For me, the public space... For me, the public who has seen this work of mine they get this idea. It always seems like getting a citizenship is almost impossible. Did you meet any problems while traveling with hundreds of keys last year? Luckily, traveling with hundreds of keys on my carry-on luggage through different borders didn't represent any trouble apart from just being asked the reason why do I possess all of these keys? I had like multiple answers, like saying I manage property or I have lots of houses, but I never told them it was part of an artwork. It seemed to always confuse them a little bit and felt like a joke. I was actually thinking it would be a good idea to somehow record the security checkpoints officers' faces when they would see the keys through the x-ray machines or once they had pulled them out to look, to look at them. What is your experience for your intense traveling among Europe, U.S., and Mexico, particularly within the current political climate in Mexico City? Have such issues influenced your traveling recently? 
I have to say that in my position as an international artist, I have never encountered any issue traveling through borders. I truly believe that honesty and the way that we present ourselves, it's a crucial factor in how we're quickly judged in order to be let in or not into a country. Just recently, during the U.S. government shutdown created by Donald Trump to pressure the Democrats over the budget to build the new wall between Mexico and the U.S., I saw how it created a chaos and critical scenario by not paying the official government employees. I personally saw how there was actually a ridiculous laid-back attitude from the immigration officers. I was really surprised to encounter a critical USA border at the airport in New York City, where for a few months it seemed they did not care at all who they were getting to let them into the country, you know? Can you tell me more about your recent experiments exploring physical boundaries and the conceptual borders of love and other human capacities? How did you explore these conceptual borders during your residency in March in Barcelona? I understand the border as the limit of something. Personally, I like also calling it a boundary. After studying permaculture for many years and practicing it, I have really come to understand one of its design principles relating to the concept of boundaries, which is to use edges and value the marginal. This principle is basically saying that the interface, interface between things it's where the most interesting events take place. I understand that boundaries are often the most valuable, diverse and productive elements in the system. The place where two zones or two ecosystems actually meet, it's where you can find all of them and therefore contain the most diversity. In my performance project, Light, Darkness and the Surprise, I have been exploring light as the essence of life and the source of growth, exploring how light affects living beings in a positive way and brings joy, brings joy to us. Darkness, also as a departure point for life or dead, looking at my fear related to the idea of darkness as nothingness and emptiness. Surprise as the factor of destiny or karma looking simply at the way life is based on unexpectedness and unexpected situations. Reflect on how unexpectedness can also be seen as opportunities in every new step we decide to take on. How to use change in our benefit. To also be resilient to the surprise factor. And some of the questions I had to venture in for this project, and I'm still thinking about them and I think it, they, they can always be explored. It's like, like how far can we go? Or like where does our body and spirit and mind end? Where is the border to our mind and our spirit or our body? Like what exists at the edge of everything? Is there such thing as a body limit, gender limit? lifestyle limit, perception limit, and even the limits of love itself? I personally see love not as a romantic concept between two people,
but more like energy of life that flows all around us with no discrimination whatsoever, just like the sunshine emanates from the sun, which is received and equally gifted to every single being in this planetary ecosystem, this planetary organism. Love emanates from our hearts into other people's hearts, and this is the source of energy that keeps my heart beating every single day. I feel inspired by analyzing love and its boundaries, exploring the margins of the embodied love, the margins of love as an attachment, the margins of love as attraction to a situation, a place and even someone else's body or soul. During the residency in Barcelona, this project that I developed at Materic on March of 2019, I worked translating light and darkness into feelings and then onto movements using somatic approach. I experienced a type of retreat meditation in full darkness for 36 hours in which I stayed inside in an isolated dark room with no contact to the outside world and no light stimuli, apart from just the visions that I was seeking for, that I was trying to, to pull from my inside. I feel like being an, being an artist related to shamanism practices, this project was also an opportunity to find some healing for my own spirit, my mind and my body. Thank you.